Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm your host, Paul. I'm uh, also your host, Kevin, or Chap, or, you know, whatever you want to call me. And I am your ghost host, Potter. With Chris. the most? With with the most? Yeah. It's close enough to October, right? Yeah, 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 but it's, you gotta finish it out. It's spooky season, right? Yes. I think it works. It works, alright. Anyway, we are three men in a war game. We're here to talk about war games for the first time in a long time. I feel like we've been we've been on some Gundam, on some flesh and blood. Uh, also, recently I started playing Magic again. What fucking year is it? Anyway, but we're going to talk about <laughs> a war game tonight. Yeah, before we do that though, what what's what's hobbying? Chops, what are you hobbying? I've been playing Magic, I just said it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, well, right now I'm actually uh, hobbying on some War Machine, uh, and I've been working on. Uh, so, you know how I, I was uh, like talking about the method of painting contrast plus. Yes, correct. I remember that? Well, somebody, I remember has, that. somebody has formalized that method, and they're calling it slap chop, um, <laughs> which is it, it, it's fine. It's fine. I didn't. I did, I'm not a famous enough YouTuber to have gotten out there and uh, and made my made my name. But it's definitely the style that I started to uh, avow. And, and they there's a they. I will say the slap chop method though does have a, a few key differences from my contrast plus. And the first part of it is that you start by black priming, and then you do a medium to light gray with a white dry brush. And then that's when you, so you do the medium gray as a zenithal and then a white dry brush. And then that's your base that you start contrasting. So there is a key and notable difference. That's why I'm not going after them for copyright infringement uh, <laughs> on my contrast plus method. Um, but I have been slap chopping <laughs> some Kings of War models and really enjoying that method. Uh, and I'm just thinking about Vince from the slap chop every time I say it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh that infomercial yeah man it, it's an infamy um but also i uh recently so you know i've been playing a lot of flesh and blood also people who follow me on facebook um know that i bought a box of Strixhaven to play a one box meta with my daughter um and we've been having a lot of fun with that and it kind of reignited my love for magic and i let my local shop owner who I play flesh and blood with talked me into buying a commander precon. And he was like, look, you're going to like commander. You're going to like it. And I was like, dude, it's so intimidating. There's millions of magic cards. But anyways, I bought this precon and I love commander. You guys, it's like the funnest thing. It like completely reinvigorated my love of magic. I think I have no desire to play competitive one-on-one -on -one magic, but I love commander. Uh, and I'm very excited to really like foil out and bling this one deck that I have. Cause that's the nice thing about commander is you get to really like customize your deck. So that's sort of, and I, I think that counts as hobby. I think like thinking about my commander deck and, and researching cards for it and stuff like that has been a big part of my hobby the last couple weeks. Very that's what cool. I've been up to. How about you, Chris? What you into? Um, let's see. I've built, some MCP models. Uh, I basically bought and finished flushing out my X-Men. Uh, so I got Rogue, Gambit, Colossus Magic built. Uh, I still have to get 
X23 and Honey Badger built, but they are bought. Uh, started working on painting some Signar, because those bad boys came in, so I've been working on those now that I got my, my new airbrush, uh, which is fantastic. I am very happy with the, the Awada that I purchased. It's very nice. Um, we, should, uh, we should get you slap chopping your uh, your Marvel models. Get them, get them through. <laughs> you know, so so I I actually started looking at the uh, army painter, uh, con- quote unquote contrast paints. The speed uh, paints, yeah, yeah, the speed paints, and I wa- I was doing a lot of research on it, um, and you know it, it's from what I saw compared between the contrast paints and the speed paint paints was more that the speed paints were a lot better on flat surfaces compared to the contrast paints. So I have picked up, I think I've picked up three colors uh, and I fully plan on slap chopping my Sentinels completely when those come out next month. Uh, I'm just going to hit those bad boys up with some metallic uh, base paint and then just slap chop the shit out of them. So, so what you uh, should do with the Sentinels is the same way. Have you you've you've seen my King's Hand for the other side? Yes, uh, I have. And you know, for people yeah. who are listening and are like, "What are you talking about?" Ping me on Discord and I'll show you a picture of it. But what I did with that was I primed it black and then I overbrushed Lead Belcher. So. Overbrush for people who aren't familiar, I'm sure Chris knows, but for people who aren't familiar, overbrushing is like dry brushing, but your brush is wetter. <laughs> you, it's like half dry brushing. Uh, so you you get a makeup brush and you put the paint that you want to overbrush on it and you wipe it off on a paper towel, but you don't wipe as much. It's a very feely kind of thing. You don't wipe quite yeah. as much off as you would for, for dry brushing. So anyway, I overbrushed that model with... Uh, with blood belcher and then i went over it with agaros dunes and that's actually how i painted that model i just like slathered it in agaros dunes after i uh after i dry like overbrushed it with lead belcher Mm -hmm. and my plan for the sentinels is very similar i'm gonna base them black and i'm gonna overbrush the shit out of them with some kind of silver and then i'm gonna dry brush them with a brighter silver and then i'm gonna hit them with blue and purple contrast paints and they're gonna be fucking done yeah, I mean, they look good. Yeah, because that's what I picked up was the. I think that was the third color I picked up was like my magenta for for my sentinels because I've got blue. Um, yeah, so like I picked up pallid bone for their face. Uh, I picked a purple alchemy for the magenta kind of colorish. Yeah, that's gonna look good. And then I picked up uh, hive dweller purple for the more purple parts. And then I've got the the blue and the yellow uh, for the more X Men colors. So try it's that out. Tight. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I'm I'm gonna try doing that. Um. So yeah, heavy into the MCP, but I also uh, made some progress on my uh, Baratheons as well too. Uh, they're not where I want them to be, but then I kind of got into the more of like getting their carrying case set up. So I've been hobbying in terms of getting sheet metal laid into plastic carrying containers to carry my the that army out. And then, other than that, just been playing MCP and a lot of Fallout 76, actually, lately. Hell yeah. So that's, uh, that's now, me. The, yeah, now and now is the most important question, because this question is going to segue us right into our main topic. Paul, what have you been doing recently? <laughs> uh, well, I, I have to say, I probably had the most 
productive five days of hobby ever, uh, in which I completed painting the Web Warriors for MCP, as well as Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Punisher. Paul um, painting MCP? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, who would have thought that would have happened, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think I think it was a total of eight models in five days. Yeah, you, you were definitely on that like kind of kick that I was on last year when I was painting all those MCP models. I'll say, MCP models are surprisingly fun to paint. Like, like I've I've never started painting one and been like fuck this model. When I was halfway through it, like I love painting those models, legit. Like I have used them the entire time I've been playing MCP as like palette cleansers to the painting I don't want to do. Um, because they like they they both paint easy and paint well. It's just the strangest thing. I love them. It's I I I thought about that, and I think it has something to do with them being forty millimeter scale. Um, yeah. yeah, I I think so. Ash Barker said a thing about this on Gorilla Miniatures Games, Gorilla Miniatures Games back in the day, like back when he first started playing it. He said they're fun to paint because it's basically like painting kids in their pajamas. <laughs> um, like it's like solid bold colors and like yes yeah i think there's some there's some merit to that it's fun to paint like bright even when you're painting the black ones it's still fun to to just have these like big surfaces and that and that goes to what you were saying paul the 40 mil mm-hmm. um does make them fun to paint but also like just painting with the big bright cold bold colors and also having like really well delineated places that you're painting color and being able to reference really cool comic book art and stuff while you're painting like all of those things i think add up to an experience that's really like really joyous uh in a way that a lot of miniature painting isn't um yeah i I, yeah yeah i mean i'll hop onto the the like finding the reference art like i found for when i was painting valkyrie i actually found the actual comic run that they picked her design out of. So it was really cool to go like Google that specific run, go on Marvel uh, Unlimited, find the run and look at all the reference materials to see like where the, the Atomic Mask guys game came from in terms of like how they were crafting that model, where the color was supposed to go. So that, that was really cool. It felt like the first time I'm like, Hey, I'm actually doing research for my hobby. It's cool. Yeah, well, and, and the interesting thing color. too, is so many times, so, so many times when you're doing um, other types of games and you're like, I don't want to do the studio scheme, but this game is like, I want to replicate the the model as it is in, in the comic. And it's just, it, it feels like a neat challenge because you're only doing it once. Yeah, and, and for someone that like me, that when I was a kid, uh, I used to actually... Uh, copy draw so like i would lay out the comic on my like right or left hand side of me and then i have a sheet of paper and i would just like try my best to copy the image from the comic as a kid and over into like me drawing it and so like to me this is like an extension of what i did as a child now getting to do it as an adult but i've already got the models so now i just get to put the colors where they need to belong which is sweet yeah, Super so I guess cool. I guess we should also start talking about why I painted eight models in five days. 
Paul, why did you paint eight models in five <laughs> days for Marvel Crisis Protocol? Because um, I've been playing a whole lot of Marvel Crisis Protocol. You can't um, see it, but I have my shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> yeah, um, I, geez, probably for the past month, uh, it's the only thing that I've played. And I know you and I have gotten two, three games in. Three so, games. Paul, you've recently updated your face to be full historical war gamer, and you're playing MCP. Get out of here. I'm doing. I'm doing both. Look, you know, I, I, I've always <laughs> said that uh, MCP. You know, it's it's on. A, it's a much different side of the uh, game to simulation slider. Um, so yes, it's been, it it's is. been kind of nice now that I've been, uh, a lot more in depth with, with simulation side to have something on the, on the game side. Well, let's, let's dig into that. Cause like it, there, it's no, it's no, uh, secret that Potter and I like Marvel Crisis Protocol. We've dedicated an episode to it. I have sung its praises. It is realistically the only miniature game that I still play regularly, if we can even call it regular right now. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, I've been, you know, playing a game of this here and a game of that there, but the only game that I've played more than twice this year, miniatures wise is crisis protocol. So, um, love that game. We know Potter likes it, but Paul, we got to talk about why you're coming around on it. Hopefully you've got, you know, two or three things that we can hit on uh, as topics and talk about them one at a time. Um, but however you want to tackle this discussion, we should definitely dig into why now, after initially sort of shitting on it, you're turning around on the game. So I'm going to I'm gonna start by thinking about the things that I, I did not like initially. Yeah. Um, and, and let's address those. One of my, one of my first things was that initially out of the box in the starter set, the models in there felt very samey, right? Like I felt like you were either rolling five dice or six dice and maybe there was a push. Oh, okay. All right. Now I see where you're. I see where you're going. Yep. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're talking. You're talking samey in terms of rules. Yes, yeah, I, like, both, I both follow and and sort of agree. Uh, like I, I feel like even even in the box, uh, specifically Red Skull and Crossbones feel very unique. Um, but maybe outside of those models, I'm I'm with you a little bit. Yeah, I thought. See, I thought the one that stood out the most initially was Spider Man. Because yeah, he Peter did have a lot more of those pushes. He, he's got the pushes and pulls, but I, you know, crossbones with his abilities to sort of like follow up after he's hit, um, and Red Skull's kind of like uh, risk it for the biscuit kind of play style. Mm -hmm. Both were a little different than mm -hmm. like those three models stand out. But I, I see what you're saying with the other seven in that box having like just sort of like very vanilla levers yep. being pulled on them. Yep, and that and that was yeah. that was. One of the things that I did not like when that initially came out, and then the stuff that came out immediately after was Wakanda, and it was a major power jump. Like, Wakanda so, came out somewhat. and and just kind of dominated everything. Um, so well, let's be, let's be fair, Shuri dominated everything. 
Yeah, but I mean, the meta shifted <laughs> a lot, right? Oh, like, right. Then the criminal syndicate dominated a lot, and like to a less to some extent, still is one of the better affiliations. Well, so let me um, let me let me explain part yeah. of that that for me as to why that really turned me off. Definitely, yeah, we should dig into that because realistically that had happened a lot in war machine there was definitely a lot of power creep and this mm-hmm. is all the same guys from war machine oh. um so for me in my brain it was all right well here we go again not this again yeah that makes sense yeah see we never talked about that before but that does that does make sense it also is weird that we never talked about that before but i i can definitely see that and also agree to a certain extent. Um, I don't know that I would have agreed in the moment. I actually almost certainly wouldn't have agreed in the moment. I would have fought you on it, but with hindsight, I think I do agree um, that there was some initial power creep and that's actually been proven out by ban lists and also by eroded characters. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and you know, and, and that's part of it too, right? Like part of the turnaround on that, is that they've mm-hmm. made adjustments to the characters who it was, you know, like, especially out of the starter box, most of them have all seen an adjustment except for Mater, yeah, maybe most. Peter Parker. Yeah, um, yeah a few that haven't. You know, so they were brought in line, right? They came out, and, and in theory, they came out and did what they were supposed to do, which was be uh, simple to learn. Um, and now they've been adjusted for more of the game, and where it is now. But the other thing too, is that as we've gotten more affiliations um, Mm -hmm. and just more characters, there's definitely a lot more variety to what's, what's going on. Oh Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot out there to pull from now. And this is, this is what I was talking about, Paul. I wanted you to say something that would like lead us down another path. And And this is, and this is a really, really good point. Um, with the and so with the additional affiliations and there's some other things I want to talk about with but with additional affiliations, one of the things that they've been doing recently and if you've been playing MCP for a while, you may not have noticed this because it's kind of like you know like the frog being gradually boiled thing. Um, but the packs have been coming with less and less unaffiliated tactics cards, mm-hmm. and they've sort of done that slowly. Like initially, a lot of the expansions had like half or more of the tactics cards that came with them be unaffiliated, and you know some of that is that like Asmo Day wants you to put some stuff in there to sell these boxes to people that don't want the models, um, but. They've gotten away from that, thankfully, and now most of the cards in the pack, to most to all of them, are in affiliation tactics cards or call the characters in the box out by name specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a huge boon to the game because, as Paul said, that more variety and that even further separates them. And it also gives you more meaningful character choice at the roster selection phase. Um, And also more flavorful things to pick from. Um, Like I play X-Force almost almost exclusively now. And in playing X-Force, I love the tactics cards that I have access to. And I run very few um, vanilla tactics anymore. Just the ones that everyone does, like Brace for Impact, right? Um, but for the most part, I'm running 
the X-Force ones, and then I'm tailoring what I take into a specific match based on the mission and what my opponent is playing. Yeah, I, I think I was doing this, started to do the same thing, because I will say, I think I have a common, I think Paul and I had a common complaint at the same level with, with the Tactus cards. I, I felt like, I felt like there were just too many unaffiliated tactics, team tactics cards, and it made my choices like it just it was overwhelming. It felt like building an infinity list again. I was just had too many choices. But also there were too many good ones. Like you 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 know, you're encouraged to bring eight, or at least before the, in the old rules, right? In the old rules it was eight. Right. And when you grab the eight, every single person that played MCP had four of the same ones because they were just right. so good that you had to bring those four. Um, and with the banded, sort of with the restricted list that they have now, uh, and the format list, and the fact that the the in affiliation tactics cards are so much better um, and more plentiful, mm-hmm. now the the affiliations really become more meaningful um, and definitely more fun and thematic. Yeah, I mean, I think when I play Black Order the other night into Paul's uh, Web Warriors, I think the only unaffiliated card i had was brace for impact i think yeah, every right. other card i had was <laughs> yeah that's yeah. yeah well it's like i'm going against web warriors of course i'm taking brace you for have to take brace yeah oh um, sure. yeah. no i think i had one other one in there that was like uh oh it was if he if it got thrown you know i wouldn't get uh treated as coll- i wouldn't take collateral damage uh whichever one that was i can't remember the name of that card but i took that unaffiliated card as well and the, the other eight cards that i took were all black order cards. Yeah, and that's that's how it should Which felt be good. Right. Yeah, that it felt good to be able to like go in and like I want all these cards cuz they're really good. Yeah, yeah, see and that's and that's where I am too with my with my pack of 10 cards. It's either web warrior cards or named character cards or brace for impact and patch up. Yeah, bra- brace and patch. You know, those are those are pretty obvious takes for most lists. But like for, outside of that, you really get to vary. Like have like put your personal thing. Like for me, I always I don't leave the house without fastball special. Like I just mm-hmm. I love it, and and it, it doesn't always get played because I don't always play Colossus and Wolverine. But look, if I'm playing them both and I want to get Wolverine up into the up into the shit. Oh boy, there's yeah. nothing better than that tactics card. It's so good. I, but that's I, I tell an, you, that's, right, I did the same thing when I built an X-Men list. I had Colossus and uh, Wolverine, and I was like, fastball specials in it. I yeah, didn't boy. play them together, but it's going to be in my 10 cards. Right, uh-huh. and that's the nice thing about the 10 cards is that you can put that in there, and you're not stuck with it, right? Like, if you're like, oh, yeah. I'm not bringing Wolverine and Colossus, I don't I don't need this card. It's not but taking the upper spot. someone... Yeah, but if your opponent brings someone who's squishy and Wolverine can just splatter him, woohoo! <laughs> it's time to go. Right, exactly. And Wolverine is slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah he it, is. It, it, it's you know, it's one of the. It, I I think that variety there, I think, has really changed the game and made it more interesting and yeah. definitely more thematic. Um, you know, again, them coming out and only having Avengers and Cabal. Um, again, to take it back to War Machine, it felt very similar to when, uh, Mark III launched and nobody had theme lists and then they gave Signar a theme list and Signar was the best. So it just, it just, they still are the best. It just didn't have that variety. 
and so that was that was a major a major turnoff to me initially. Um, I think. Well, this is this is done with an with an easy easy solution. Uh, God, I hate setting up the game. Um, you know, it's 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 a whole lot different to be like, oh, I need to get this five and this four than even just compared to Legion, where like I stick six, three things together and that's it. Um, so thankfully, Matt's by Mars has a overlay. That has all of the all of the uh, spots laid out, and it takes about three seconds to get everything out on the table, and that makes life so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even start to fight you on that one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't right? Like, like you, you, I mean, even you just go to game night and and watch, and you know the people with the mats that have everything laid out it's quick instead of being like oh i need a five and a three here and then a four and a two here and is it right yeah they're yeah 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 they're up and going quick yeah exactly it's it's very it's very good um one of the other major uh i guess i have two more major points of what brought me around on it um one of them is that with more characters, there's more characters that I was interested in playing. Um, like I, I just have that very specific feel of, of people that I want to play. I really have always liked the more street level characters. Um, you know, I want somebody who's like barely got superpowers as opposed to like gods and aliens and, and stuff like that. You know, I, I want the guy who's all right. He just has access to good weapons or, you know, his senses are heightened because he's blind. Like, I like that type of stuff. Right. Um, and now that, that those guys are out there, it just feels more like what I, I want out of, out of a superhero game. Um, you know, so just, just that feel and, and, it's different. It's very different playing characters that you've read in books as opposed to playing ones that you, you didn't really have the interest in reading. Sure. So yeah, I I'll, that personal I'll connection. That. Yeah. Cause like, you know, uh, you know, me being a kid overseas, uh, when I lived, you know, I was a military brat living overseas. The only access I had to was like, X-Men, Superman, Archie, and, like, some, you know, mom-and-pop no-name comics. So, like, I grew up watching, like, X-Men, and that's what I knew. Um, but then the MC, you know, the MCU comes out and reinvigorated my interest in comics again. And so, like, I think I like seeing a lot of the MCU kind of characters coming into the game and being played because, like, I that's what got me back into comics. So I, I feel you on that as, like, wanting to play those characters that that you care about like wolverine like the the moment wolverine came out and everybody knows when we talked about this before when we did our when we did our mcp revisited episode and we talked about you know x-men uh coming out like that i would i immediately went that day pre-ordered everything i got everything the day it released i everything got painted everything got built like that is my only fully painted affiliation 
uh, because that's just what I love. And playing those kind of things that you love more is going to definitely keep you in the game a lot longer. Definitely. Now, excuse me while I go find Super Giant's arm that's on the floor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, it's if it's giant, it should be easy to find. She's um, not giant. She's tiny. <laughs> um. One of the other things I think that has really changed the game for a positive, that's just this a tiny tweak, is now how you pick the scenarios. Um, and with it being entirely random from your three, it, it gives a greater variety to what you see on the table. Um, strong, strong, strong agree. And I also think that... Uh, the fact that there's more out there has definitely uh, definitely makes it feel like less like all right, just rush to the objective and stand there and pick up the other one. Uh, I, initially, that's that's really what it felt like to me, which was a, a big turnoff. But it feels like there's there's a lot more a lot more variety, and they one of the things that they've done. Um, and maybe this wasn't necessarily super clear from the ones in the original box is that, you know, there's, there's effects attached to them, right? And, and now that there's more scenarios, there's more effects. So you have to start taking that into consideration when building your list, right? Because those yeah, rosters. There, there was some of that. There was some of that in the vanilla stuff, but it's definitely more pronounced now. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, so it gives you that opportunity to to go through those crisis cards and figure out what what works with the with the roster that you're bringing. Like for me, playing Web Warriors, um, you know, having um, uh, the cube one is a terrible idea because you're taking damage every turn for holding on to them, uh, and and Web Warriors don't have a whole fragile. lot of health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so on top of that, and then getting hit, uh, it's it's a bad day. the The advantage to it is that everything is pretty well spread out, which is also, I feel like, what they want. Um. So, just looking into those crisis cards and looking for ones between placement on the table, between what special ability or what effect it may have on you. Um, I think really brings a different dynamic to the game because you have to figure out how, so you, you've got multi layers that are working and, and now that there's more out there, I feel like they're working together. So you're building your roster. You're trying to figure out the 10 guys that you're picking, what role they're going to be playing in the game. Now you're also picking out your tactics cards, which as we know, as we said, have a lot more flavor and a lot more variety and, and uses, uh, specifically to the characters that you're bringing now. And now you're trying yeah. to also figure out what crisis cards work best for what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, so there it really starts bringing in, you know, the, the thing that I always talk about, which is the off table value, uh, because you can sit there and you can read those cards and you can think about, you know, how that will affect your, your team and, and how they can best handle them and which ones are going to be best for your, your guys. And then even just thinking about the ones that aren't good for your, your team and how you might handle it. Like the other night I was playing and I had the, the gamma ray one, 
which is only three secure objectives, and going against X-Force with my squishy little guys and everybody trying to be in the same spot was was quite the challenge. Mm. Um, so, so you got to have an understanding for what ones work for you as well as what ones, you know, don't work for you and how you might be able to mitigate that. Well, I mean, all, I think all I can say about that, that your, your whole point here is that like you're, I think you're seeing the potential that I saw in the game initially realized. Right. And it, it's amazing. I'm just so happy that you like, gave the game another chance i think too many people now like have a bad experience with something and just because there's so many things available for us to focus on and put our attention on we'll just be like meh didn't like that not for me um but you know you're able to come back to the game with sort of like clear eyes hey you know there's like these really good changes and 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 you're right and one of the things as i was thinking about it is that you know, with like like I was talking about with the knowing that it was the War Machine guys and seeing some of those, uh, I don't know, I guess what to me were red flags. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was hard to see. It, it was honestly hard to see past that. Um, but I also, you know, I I'm a firm believer that when you have new information, you should you know, reconsider your worldview and and how that affects. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, and this is, this is another major part of me giving it a go is that there's a lot of people playing it. Right. Um, Yeah. It's quite large in our, it's quite large in our area. Yeah. Like you, you can always get a game. Right. And for me, I, you know, was looking at it going, there has to be something with this many people playing, right? Watching, watching the community grow, um, just really yeah, there's gotta be something ma- to it. made it clear to me that, that there was something to look at and something to at least go back and, and see what, what people were doing. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it definitely became a good bit of FOMO. Uh, because, you know, playing, playing other games on the same night as the MCP guys, I, I realized that the people playing MCP were really nice, were really cool. Uh, and it was nice talking to them after playing whatever game I was playing. But. And you probably looked over and they were having a ton of fun. And they, and they were. And the other thing too is that, you know, hanging, hanging out and talking with, with people that are cool is great but when you're playing the same game as them it's even better agreed right like that 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 really changes up the that dynamic that you have um and and just to be able to to share uh whatever interesting things happen during the game well hell yeah cuz you know, the other, the other thing, you know, thinking about it is that at least in our area right now, if you want an easy game, like guaranteed, you're either going to play Crisis Protocol or 40K. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Sadly, yeah. Um, I mean, to the point where, 
Uh, MCP has an official night every other Wednesday, and the alternating game is Legion. And you go into that store on on the MCP off night, you're going to see three to four MCP games and maybe a Legion game. Even on the off week? That's the off week. Damn. Well, to to be to be fair, the the Legion group has kind of migrated to a different store. So it's not that the Legion as a game is dead here. It's just not being played as much in the store that MCB is being played in. Gotcha. Um and I I part of that too though is that MCP does have that strong presence. Yeah. Um you know, so it's 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 very interesting to me that that right now in this area, um, really, and and really, when you think about it, coming out of COVID, um, at least here, really, only three games survived. I think, um, uh, maybe four. Um, you know, forty k Marvel Crisis Protocol, Legion, and Infinity, but Infinity kind of built up during and after COVID, right? So everything else has like disappeared. You know, I Malifaux is dead. <laughs> yeah, we're and, we're we're know. experiencing a similar thing here in Madison actually. The the I mean, really it's like a lot of minute if if you're not playing games workshop games you're really scheduling games um there is a regular mcp night though it's just at a different store than i play at um but you know it i think it's very similar here like the games workshop games are surviving and thriving and everything else it feels like if you want to play you really got a schedule although uh Valhalla has been doing a really good job of getting people out for conquest for a song of ice and fire for Bushido and like keeping that flame lit for all those other games. Um, but that's just one hobby store in an area that has six, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's just, it's, it's just interesting to me that, you know, I, I guess it's, it's that power of your IP Right, because mm-hmm. if you look at that, it's it's pretty much the the games that have an established IP are the ones that came out of COVID still going strong. Yeah, and the thing that sucks for me about that is like I like war games that have original IPs. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's why I'm so big on the War Machine resurgence because like I love. Let's. I mean, but look look at me playing Flesh and Blood. Right. Like. There's there's something both about like the the sort of like punk rock like do it yourself small scrappy company thing, but there's a whole other thing of playing a playing a game that exists in a universe where you can use your imagination to fill it out a little bit, and you can't necessarily do that with established IPs. But but with established IPs, you also get to play with the characters you love. So it's like a it's, there's a little bit of both, right? And I I like them for different reasons. I just the point that I want to make is that I wish that it wasn't everybody playing the established IP games because while they're good and the IPs are fun to live in, there's so many good worlds that other people are creating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, and, you know, that is that is something that I've, I've genuinely thought about is look at all, like, 
Malifaux, great world, right? So it's so good. Yeah, and it's I, I don't know what the situation with Malifaux is, you know, countrywide, but you know, we had probably one of the strongest Malifaux communities. Uh, in the you country. can find, yeah, and it's, yeah, I would say you had you had the scene, yeah, man. and it's it's gone, it is gone. Sad, yeah, it's it is it's 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 very sad because that is a really good game, um, but you know, right now you just can't stop that power of of MCP, um, and Games Workshop. Yeah, and and games and games workshop. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. That goes what without a, what saying. A, what a behemoth of a company. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Yep. Well, you you get a established IP and and you make a good game. Um, yeah. Which you know, like, yeah. You know, and and looking at it, you know, clearly uh, Atomic Mass had had. Their early ways figured out when they released and and knew the direction they were heading, um, yep. which is good. Um, yeah, it makes me makes me excited for them to see as they move forward and we start seeing more and more of the Legion stuff coming from it as well too with the established IP there how they're going to change that and fix what I feel is some of the board gaminess of the game and move it more towards a very full fleshed out miniatures game. Yeah, I think I think that'll be extremely interesting to see as as or if that happens. Um, well, I mean, I think I think they're going to take a lot of lessons learned that they've gotten from MCP because there's a lot of crossover in some in terms of like some of the scenario design with you know MCP and and uh, uh, Legion both putting out more of extra scenarios, more scenarios, but in these you know X Y Z boxes. You know, so they had a similar business model going forward with that. So I, I think with things like that and how they're changing more to like what Kevin said earlier, where we're getting less and less of like the generic stuff with characters and we're getting more and more specific stuff. Like how are we going to play that into, you know, Legion as they move forward with that as well, too. And and you just reminded me, Chris, of something that I wanted to bring up as something that I still absolutely despise about mcp and that is scenario cards being locked in character boxes yeah i i agree with you on that one i think i think it is a terrible (laughs) terrible terrible choice um and thanks thanks asmodi yeah i it's it's just terrible like like do like even just doing what legion did like Give me a box with a couple scenarios in it and give me a couple models, you know, like, like give me models for, for spider people, you know, give me something yeah. like that, right? Like that, that everybody can use and have the opportunity to use instead of locking them behind a character. And now you're, we're in a situation where two of them that are locked behind a character are banned. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. FFG had the right way of going about it and putting it like in terrain packs. Yep. So they weren't locked to a faction. They weren't locked to a character. It's, well, let, you know, hey, here's some cool terrain. All, also, by the way, it's coming with mission cards. Have a well, fun let's, day. Let's, let's establish the fact. Let's, let's just be clear that the stuff that comes with terrain is narrative. All of the Correct. stuff that is used for competitive comes in its own box with 
Correct. models to use with those scenarios. And, and that's yep. really like, like little models of, of the cube fragments, or again, like I said, the spider people, or, you know, something to represent a gamma shelter, you know, even if it's just kind of like a 3d, uh, radioactive sign, whatever, like give me something like that, that adds to the game and doesn't force me to buy characters that I don't want, which I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just genuinely not going to buy them anyway. If I really want a scenario, our community is casual enough that I'll just print it up. <coughs> yeah. So I mean, I, just, I remember you. I, I remember you having the, this great point, like specifically, like when Hulk had the Gamma mission specifically locked behind him, and I believe uh, Modok did too. I think Modok had a mission locked mm-hmm. behind him as well. You know, and those were the first releases that came out. You know that weren't in the core box on you know release day, so you know I you know I do remember you having that, and and I agree with it. I mean, because I I don't like that; it's a feel bad to me as well. Um, I also don't like, you know, when it comes to their missions, uh, I don't like how they're not identifiable. Like you know the this when I go in and look, I'm like, okay, what's this condition? I can go in the rule book and boom, there it is. You know. A friend of ours was very awesome and printed up cheat sheets for us. Thank you, Jim, um, and, and provided it to us, uh, which was awesome for uh, for that. But it's like, okay, we had it. What was it? You and I were playing the other day, and uh, we had some mission. I was like, I was like, what the what what fucking icon is this? I I don't know what to put down on the table for for this mission as a token. I'm gonna I don't be- know what size it's supposed to be. I don't know what it's like any of it because like it's not identified. It's just a freaking picture, and I'm like, what is it? I, I am gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I solved that problem and have red and blue tokens coming to me. Yeah, I I yeah I wanted to look and see what I could do to solve that because I just I just bought a ton. Yeah, I mean that's a good idea because I I just spent you know a ton of money on some uh, Muse on Mini. Well, not a ton of money. They were actually pretty cheap. Uh, Muse on Mini tokens for like all my conditions, and they actually have written on the token what the condition is. So like this specifically says dazed this specifically says fire stun uh like yeah so like i know specifically what they are and they're very nice acrylic as well too so yeah i mean i'm just excited because you know for my for my roster i separated out all the tokens that come with it but now i just have to have 10 tokens in the bag five red five blue done is it going to be a stomatic without having the pictures sure do i care not that much. I, I'm, I'm going down that road and doing the exact same thing. That is brilliant. I'm buying some some acrylic tokens as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think I think that's thing, going though. to be a a major benefit to making the game just all around easier to play. The, the the point to get back to though is that like you're into the game enough that you're on to aftermarket accessories. <laughs> Well, I'll uh, so I'll tell you what, that's Kev. Pretty cool. um, I bought I bought a mat with the overlays and went out and and, and I got the trolled potter and got the uh, mushroom mat that I've been threatening to get for the past like four years. Um, but I got yep, tired of it. yeah, I got I got tired of seeing everybody playing on city maps, so I went and got the uh, the mushroom forest from Mats by Mars, 
and went to the pet store and bought a bunch of aquarium plants and now I have a extremely unique looking place. I've a lot of people have commented and been like, oh, cool, it's like everybody's fighting underwater. And that wasn't, I was thinking like weird trees and stuff like that. But I'm like, yeah, that makes sense too. Like that's that's perfectly viable in this in this world. Yeah, and I, w- I would like to thank Mario at Mats by Mars for uh, changing your design of it and being less glossy and more matte because it's so much easier to look at now. It's less garish. Yeah, I feel like I got ripped off on the trolling of you part. Uh, However, however, I feel wonderful because I, instead of just like having it to troll, I genuinely love it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's great. And they do such a, I mean, because I have a city. I mean, I have a city, Matt's my Mars, uh, one, Matt as well, too. And for the same reason for the overlays. (laughs) But I also, you know, went ham on the buildings and everything else that uh, Atomic Mass Games makes. So um, it just made sense for me to go for the, the city route, but that, that it's, it's so much fun. Cause it's like, it's like the way I looked at it, it wasn't underground. I was like, we're on some alien planet. That's how I yep. looked at it. I mean, it was yep. like, which is again, very Marvel, very Avengers, very comic booky. And I, I loved it. It was so much fun, like picking up a plant and tossing it at, uh, what was it, Gwen or whoever I tossed it at the other day to get the to get the win. Yep. Yeah, and and you know part of it too was I'll I'll be honest was sheer laziness, right? Like I look at all these terrain packs and you know fifty sixty bucks for them, and then you got to build them and paint them. I went to I went to the the uh, store and you know got a bunch of of aquarium you know, plants and some stuff I needed for my pets. And I, I walked out of there spending a hundred bucks and like, literally the only thing I need to do is put stickers on the bottom to, to designate what size they are. Done, <laughs> done, done, done. Yep. It was, it's a fun table to play on. And, uh, I, I've enjoyed, I have enjoyed my time playing on it. I think we've done three games on it now and they've been entertaining every single time, especially with the, like the squishy, you know, uh, like what's, what's the one, the one that looks like a sea urchin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I want to go back and get more of those. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Those are cool. Um, so, but I think I'm, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, I think there's going to be a lot more of this game in my future. Uh, if for no other reason, then there is a established community of really good people and, um, you know, Kevin Babb is, is running the community here and, and he puts on a, a good event and is very good about, uh, balancing competitive play and, and narrative play. Yeah. I mean, so if you're, you're in the Raleigh area, uh, game theory in Raleigh Wednesday nights, uh, come play. We would love to hang out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not there. <laughs> I, uh, one 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 day we'll convince you to move down to the to the swamp. <laughs> I mean, I was I was I was feeling it when I was uh, out there over the summer, dude. It's it's it's, it's, nice, it's nice out there. It's nice right now, man. It's nice. Seventy yeah. it was like seventy six degrees today. Now we're getting a lot of wind because they of the say hurricane, with a hurricane but, coming in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, 
let's 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 um i mean i think we've got a pretty rounded out discussion here so let's go to renewed final thoughts on marvel crisis protocol paul unless you have more that you want to to go over with regards to the game no i i think that's it i think you know it's it's in summary summarizing it up you know i i now see where it was going and didn't necessarily see it before and i think it's going to keep going in good places oh my god i can't wait for the next like set of reveals oh man every time we're getting close to new character reveals i just get so giddy great lakes <laughs> avengers or die well i mean yeah squirrel girl's got to be coming at some point yeah, we've got enough. We've got enough young Avengers in in mainstream media now that we we have to have that coming. To, to <laughs> Marvel's got to let them do it. Disney, come on, let us have them. And I mean, we're getting yep. into like I, I mean, uh, Mo, our, we did come out the gate with Modok, but we got silly characters right now that are coming out, so they can keep the silly train going. I agree. Kevin, what about you? Final thoughts. My my final thought is bring me the Fantastic Four. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Well, I think you're. I think they're saving that for when the movie comes out to to help sell boxes, dude. That's in 2024. You gotta you gotta have Fantastic Four before then. God, I hope so. I mean, because you think about like the like the Doctor Doom mini. Oh, how good is it gonna be? Oh yeah. and, and imagine, and, and, and imagine Doctor the Doom ultimate encounter. That's oh, exactly what I was about to say. Was the Doctor Doom ultimate encounter that goes with it? Oh, let's go! Yeah, I yeah. need it so bad. I can't wait to see the uh, the Sentinel uh, uh, ultimate encounter when that comes out. Oh yeah, yeah. I have. I, it's funny. I actually the only MCP purchase I've made in the last, my final. This is my real final thought. The only MCP purchase I've bought recently was the Cassandra Nova box, and I got it. Just because I want to be able to have more affiliation models for them Sentinels, because I got those bad boys coming too. Yep, I pre-ordered them. So uh, my final thought is, uh, if you've been listening to us long enough talk about MCP, uh, we legitimately called pretty much all the releases that come out. <laughs> <laughs> like in like the first in our first episode, we called so we funny. called thought- we called Sentinels in our first episode. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, look, we even got our curmudgeon to come around on it. You should try the game. (laughs) That's what I thought he was going to say, too. You said, motherfucker, we called it. Like, we called that shit two years ago. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) But also, we got our curmudgeon to come around. Come play the game. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. It's a really good game. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Who was? Yeah. Paul, read us out. All right, so first of all, thank you to Static as a City for the music. Second of all, thank you for all of the patrons and all of your support. Um, third of all, come hang out on our Discord. It's fucking amazing. Um, and I think I think that's it. Oh, and and if you're in the uh, if you're in the Madison area, go to Valhalla Games. And if you're not in the Madison area, go to ComicsGamesAndThings.com. Noah will take care of you. He's fantastic. Yeah, that Noah's, is Noah's awesome. No percent. Heart eyes all day for Noah. Dude, he is he has helped me out uh with getting some some stuff that's been out of order. So yeah, I get, go to him. He'll hook you up. Yeah, and and look, to be honest with you, I got a I got a Doctor Strange that that clearly was warped in the development process and uh he got that fixed up for me real quick and we know how how hard it can be to work with Asmodee. 
You heard it here. But also, bye!